Akutner Shabbos, everyone. We're about to begin. Be'as Hashem, Shir number 96. In the Shiurim, on the Svarim of Zelk Pliskin, we're in the Sefer on Self-Confidence. And when a person looks through the colored lens, then everything he sees is that color. If the color is tinted yellow or blue, then everything will look yellow and blue. If you see the world through rose-colored lenses, which is... uh, Symbolism for our general attitude and frame of mind. We look at our life in the lens of gratitude. We'll always find things to be grateful for. Now, some people are cynical of others saying, why should I put on rose-colored lenses? It's not seeing reality. In reality, in reality, no pun intended, you are seeing reality. It's similar to when we had, all the way in the beginning in Bereshis, where Hashem said He's going to destroy the world. Why? Because the people were, their Yetzirah is evil from, from their youth. And then later, when Noach brought the carbon after the Mabel, and Hashem had a Nachas Ruach from the carbon, and He promised He will not destroy the world. Why? The very same reason. Looking at the same reason from a different perspective, from a Chesed perspective. They are they have Yetzahara and therefore we need to have patience with them and be Rahman and be Marach Av and, and hopefully that they should do chuva and so on and so forth. So the same thing with a half uh, a full glass, half cold, uh, empty and half full, the reality is it's full the way it's full, and you're looking at it from a positive framework. So people make that mistake when you look things at rose colored glasses, you're not seeing reality. No. The Torah gives you guidelines when to look at things a certain way, but always in a positive frame of mind. And that uplifts everything. And we when we look every, at everything with a lens of gratitude, we will find things to be grateful for. The reverse, when we look at life through a mindset of anger and resentment, we'll find more reasons to be angry and resentful. When you look from a place of kindness and compassion, you will find opportunities to be kind and compassionate. And going to the topic of self-confidence, if a person views his life through the lens of insecurity, he will always feel insecure. He'll be afraid to say anything or do anything that he considers risky. Even if it's a harmless situation and it's a risk-free situation, he'll be afraid to act. He'll be afraid to say. Now, if a person decides to view his life going forward from a place of self-confidence, then this self-confident lens will color everything he sees. And more positive opportunities will appear for him. He will be able to think of what to say, what to do in situations in a, a, in a very constructive way that an insecure mindset would avoid those things. And when you have that secure mindset, you will be, have those opportunities and you will say and do those things that will help your situation. When you see things through the lens of self-confidence, and remember what we said in last year, self-confidence does not mean ego, does not mean arrogance. There's actually humility to self-confidence, knowing all this is a matana from Hashem, but He gives me this matana to use the right way. And I have confidence that Hashem gave me those kaychais to use the right way. And when you use that, and when you see yourself in the lens of self-confidence, and that's the eyeglasses that you put on, that you bring much more light into the world. Your vision is much clearer. 
the world appears a totally different, a totally more beautiful place or potentially beautiful place. And your outlook is brighter. Your outlook is much more positive. When you look through a strong telescope, he says, then far away things become much closer. Things that look so tiny and small from a distance, those stars you're looking at and so on and so forth, appear larger. And when you realize that you have a right to see your life and world through the lens of self-confidence, then your vision will be greatly improved and more opportunities will be in your reach. This is a big yesoid, when you realize you have a right to see your life that way. Don't say, I'm not worthy. Don't say, I made so much mistakes, I'm, I messed up, I'm, I'm a screwed up person, and I don't have a right to be self-confident. That's not true. There is a certain humility of knowing, owning up to your mistakes and regretting the past and doing tshuva and hachna and humility. All this is true. Healthy self-confidence does not contradict any of those things. It is basically saying, this is a matana from Hashem. And Hashem is giving you a gift to build yourself up. Hashem is giving you a gift to look inside yourself and see what is right with you. Just as much as you're being honest about what is wrong that needs to be corrected, you're being honest in what's right with you, what Hashem put in you, that could, you could use to the fullest. So you have a right, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you that right, to see your life, to see your world through that lens of self-confidence. And you could use that ability to put yourself there. And when people start realizing that they could switch that lens, they could speak better, they could think better, they could act better. And maybe, and, and, and that is something he gives, I'm going to uh, go through an anecdote that Repliskin brings down now, that all of you should try. It's sort of an imagination that you're putting on a new pair of lenses. You're looking at the world now in a different view than you saw it yesterday or even a moment ago. So I'm going to read, it, read this anecdote. Listen carefully. I was giving a class on increasing our levels of happiness and building our self-image. Someone who hadn't heard me speak before challenged me and said, you're making this sound too easy. It's easier said than done. I wanted to be happier for many years and nothing has worked so far. And I have a valid reason for not having a positive self-image. I've attended many seminars and have had many sessions of, by di with different therapists. And what do you got to say to that? And Repliskin answered back. He says, first, I want you to say, I want to say, I'm sorry you had many disappointments and I'm sorry that you have experienced so much distress. And please realize I am not claiming that this change is easy or difficult. I'm just saying that it's possible to transform our lives when we upgrade our words, thoughts, and actions. Thinking that something is impossible makes it impossible for us, and thinking that something is possible makes it possible. That's a beautiful, important clarification. What he is saying, I'm going to repeat it. He's saying that it's possible to transform our lives when we upgrade our thoughts and words and actions. And when you think something is impossible, it makes it impossible. When you think something is possible, that makes it possible. For instance, Pliskin told this person, when you challenged me, you have said something in front of others that many wouldn't say, which means you have a self-confidence to speak up when someone says something that you don't agree with. And self-confidence is a great quality. To enhance your other qualities, imagine you have this magic pair of glasses, 
And these glasses let you see many things each day that you could be grateful for. Also, these glasses let you see many opportunities for kindness. So next week, I'm giving another class. Please attend and report back to me how this idea worked for you. And he realized that he had nothing to lose, and he had a lot to gain by trying it out, and he came back next week and said it was unbelievable. I tried on this new lens, and it's such an easy concept, and it worked. And I felt a lot better this week than I have felt in a very, very long time. And this is very important to understand. Some of you, all of us, have sometimes this bitterness. And someone could say, I'm a bitter person. I've been bitter for years. I've been burned out. I've been hurt. And I've been bitter for many years. But nevertheless, you try this practice. Put on these new glasses. It changes you inside. It sweetens that bitterness within you. And it also gives you those protective tools as well. What people are worried about is if I need to stay bitter to protect myself from people who may harm me. But when you put on these lenses and you become less bitter and you add sweetness to yourself and then it changes within you, that does not mean that you let people hurt you. The self-confidence will help you not be hurt. And this is an idea by the way, this is a good tool of trying to learn to change any particular mida, to try to imagine that you are have this new pair of lenses and you're looking things with a fresh pair of eyes. So the key really is, in the bitter case, if someone's bitter, to replace that bitterness with acceptance through that lens and things fall into place. Another concept here is also when you have a low self-esteem, which means that most likely you're succumbing to negative thoughts, you imagine a stop sign. That will remind you to stop those negative thoughts that are shaking your confidence, and you replace it with more positive thoughts that are based on more facts and more positive realities. So say stop, even out loud, or just quietly to yourself. And then a green stoplight for go when you replace that negative thought with a more positive thought. This is what we talked about in the last year about visualization. You could use this visualization, this imagination, so to speak, like we said many times from the Svarim, that generally speaking, when you use your seichel and your intellect, that's good, and when you use your imagination in negative ways, because it, it's less controlled, it could have negative results. So Salanta talked about it in the Zegaris Mutzi, he starts off with using that type of expression. And therefore, it is very important to know, you know that there's both sides of it. There is a negative side to imagination that we have to learn how to be careful with and not to allow it to flow in unhealthy ways. The beginning of Rabbi Sol Salanta's Igeris um, HaMuster, he says, meaning he's very open and free in his imagination, and he's very limited in his intellect. And in the beginning of the Gersa Musa, it's more like a poem type of thing. He explains the risks of imagination that leads you astray from where you need to be. But at the same time, similar to what the Balshemtiv said, that anything in the world and everything in the world could be used for good, could be used to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with imagination and creativity could do that as well. And this is part of the advice of this particular shear, that you use this concept of changing your lens to a lens of self-confidence, changing your lens to a lens of Akar Zatoiv.
changing your lens to view the world in a more positive way, and that actually transforms you and changes you. Or the imagination of there's a stop sign when you have, your self-confidence is shaken because of a negative thought. So you imagine that stop sign, and then a go sign when you replace it. These are methods and techniques of using imagination in a positive way, to use it to transform yourself. That is a very important thing, by the way, in general. In Chinuch, it's not what our subject, but that people who are more creative and more like thinking out-of-the-box type of people, they need hadracha. We all need hadracha, but they have a certain power and they could go leaps and bounds in ruchnius and in success overall based on that creativity. There is a danger to it that you have to be careful, like Rosal Slanter expresses there. But at the same time, if you madrach it the right way, it's a beautiful thing. That's why many, many tzaddikim and rabbanim, when they uh, were approached by people who had certain talents, now something's connected at Taira with how they're using their talents. Of course, they're going to encourage them. You have to stop that and, and use it right. Or, but, but very rarely do they say, stop using it completely or quash it or break it. No, you have to use that talent for, for good things. And here, you all have that ability to put on those fresh lenses and to try we touched upon the bitterness aspect. And part of that is to forgive the past and to forgive people and overall that forgiveness. Now, usually you don't see a connection between the ability to forgive and self-confidence or self-esteem. And the truth is, is it takes self-esteem and courage and self-confidence in order to forgive in a healthy way. Because if you think about it, there's no shortage of injustices to collect. There's so many opportunities when you feel, there's no shortage of opportunities when you feel that you're wronged or you were taken advantage of or you were overlooked or you were treated poorly or you were subject to careless treatment. But the key really is all these wrongs that you're subject to and sometimes it's office politics, sometimes it's being uh, schlepped into a family feud or you were mistreated by a friend that you thought he was your friend or she was your friend or even by your own wife or husband, or by your children, or rude put-downs by other, or emotional distance, distancing by people, or betrayal by, by your own, you know, you feel neglected or hurt by your own husband or wife or someone close to you. The real key between all of this, after everything is said and done, because we all human, we all make mistakes, and we're good people, but we fall into this, the key really is, is to think now and question, now what? What people do, problem is, is they're so trapped in those injustices that happen to them that they never get to this question of now what do I do or what's next they don't ask that they're always stuck in that why why meaning that they're spinning their wheels again and again reworking what happened I could have done this I should have done this he should have done this I should have done that and what you're doing by doing this is you're choosing self-righteousness and indignation over acceptance you're choosing to bear grudges instead of to forgive by digging deeper and deeper and deeper on how unfair it is and so on and so forth. And this negativity um, leads to a life of anger and resentment and discontent. The key really is, and this is the misconception about being Michael other people, that people think that the primary reason you forgive other people is for that other person. But Bipnemius, in a deeper sense, when you forgive another person, it's really about yourself. It's about you having the conviction to refuse to be defined by past hurts. And again, what I'm saying is not easy. I know it's not easy. 
because it's very, very hard to move from that victim role, which you feel justified in feeling that victim role, because some people were actually really hurt. It's very hard to move away from that and to refuse to be defined by that bitterness and to choose instead to condone to, and to forgive and to be done like and to, and to and to go beyond that and to let go. So, but that is an important shift, and maybe that lens thing helps with that. That I'm going to go, instead of going in circles, I give over my resentments, Takadish Baruch Hu, it's not doing me any good. Please let me let go of it. You ask Hashem to let go of it. You do your best to let go of it. And stop asking the whys, whats, and whens, and wheres. Now, in some cases, you'll, you'll be told this person is a toxic person in the office or, or, your, or a certain particular friend, and you have to pull away a little bit. You do whatever you need to do, but the question is, now what? I'm not going to be dragged into the, from the past of, of, of all the hurts and discontentment, and instead I'm going to move over, vo- forward. I'm going to rewrite that story. I'm going to rewrite that story, and forgiveness, remember, is something about your own healing it's not a matter of who was right or wrong then and not to be hostage to the past anymore. In Shalom Bayis, that's so, so true because Bipnimius, Bipnimius, they each want to forgive each other and it's part of human nature that hurt, that hurt constantly comes up and when you let go, it's the most liberating thing in the world. It's not just the chesed you're doing for your husband or wife by forgiving them. You're doing yourself the utmost greatest chesed by letting it go and just working on the present and doing your best to enhance the present and treating each other better and 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 doing the best you can to 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 have to come from a place of healing and love and acceptance and and by the way i'm just adding this on because it's getting close to shabbos kodesh the idea of these changing these lenses for the lens of self-confidence to the lens of forgiveness to the lens of kindness which is a visualization they could use to help you so much, the same thing you could do when you're coming into Shabbos. Or Yantiv, but let's talk about Shabbos now. You go in and you put on, I'm putting on the lens of Shabbos. The whole world looks different now. It's a Shabbos lens. It's a good answer to start a little bit before Shabbos when you do this. You know, right? When you're done with the Malachas and you're really ready to, to move, move into that mode, it's a different world. The whole world looks, looks different. Even though we, in our physical eyes, can't sense, you know, the sky looks the same, the streets look the same, the house looks the same, in reality, it doesn't. I think many of us, Baruch Hashem, we're not, this is a gift that I think Hashem gives most Eden. You don't have to be on a necessarily high, high madrega, that every one of us does feel a little different Shabbos. We do feel that the world is a different place, and that the sky looks different, and the house looks different. And everything looks different. And that viewpoint really enhances the Shabbos Kaidesh. Brachanat Slacha.